2: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
3: You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we
2: welcome you to a new episode of the Washington Football Team podcast. On- Host Chris Russell, good to have you guys aboard as we continue to rewind on the Washington surprising twenty-five to three win smash job of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey guys, this football season will be different. You already know that. Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, and if you don't know that, you should. No matter how you watch this season. Again, I watch in a press box, but this Sunday, I'm going to be watching from home, from my couch. I'm so excited, but I'm still going to have my Diet Pepsi right next to me because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Why? Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, so away we go, and there's not much news because Ron Rivera has not uh, talked to the media uh, and will not talk to the media all week, apparently, unless there's a change in the schedule. So we won't get to hear from Ron uh, until next Monday when the team returns from the bye. Certainly it helps to go in with a win, but... But the news that we didn't have quite exactly on Sunday night. No, we, we mentioned it when we last recorded uh, our Victory Monday episode was that Ron Rivera was going to finish up his cancer treatments on Monday. And indeed he did. Uh, By now, I'm sure many of you have seen the video. It's been all over the place uh, where he's walking down the hall and the nurses are all spreading confetti. uh, And, you know, he's very appreciative to obviously as many people as he can. And he gets to ring the cancer bell and just everything that goes along with that. So cool. Congratulations to Ron and his wife, Stephanie, um, you know, just an amazing little video to watch, um, and the people at Inova obviously did uh, a, a tremendous job, or as much of a you know great job as they could, uh, to help him out. And hopefully, he will be uh, okay moving forward. And I'm sure he's going to use this time, this week, to get some rest, uh, well deserved rest. And I I don't think anybody should be expecting the normal this week, including on this particular podcast we're all going to take a little break okay we're all going to take a little break uh I'll, I'll fill you in on that later on in the week but we're all going to take a little break okay uh we had no off season we had no days off this off season at all period none none of us uh there was no well some of us did that most of us had no days off okay so we're all going to take a little break. Uh, and, and that's just the bottom line. Uh, so congratulations to Ron and Stephanie Rivera. That's really the most important thing. President Jason Wright uh, wrote a note to uh, the fan base and his customers, as he does each and every Tuesday now at WashingtonFootball.com. And he opened it actually with a curse that I can't say. Uh, here on the podcast but it basically it was in jest towards Twitter and being about a 280 character limit then he went into reflections from Dallas week and you know about uh, the rivalry and about uh, how the Washington and Dallas rivalry feels different than when he was playing with the Cleveland Browns with against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he said, quote, however, the rivalry that exists between Washington and Dallas feels different, deeper, more antagonistic. And I'm here for all the pettiness and vitriol. Uh, Even without fans, the energy around the stadium was electric. Uh, And so that was kind of interesting that he said something like that, because I didn't feel it be any different. But Again, I could be naive. I could be missing something. I'm not directly involved. Uh, so the bottom line is, is it's interesting for him to say that considering this was his first uh, time um, you know, involved in one of these. Uh, and he also talked about more of their content creation and what they're going to be doing uh, in terms of Julie Jensen, who's the new Senior Vice President of External Engagement that he hired, uh, also working with Doug Williams, and more importantly, when he got to the business question of the week. Uh, he, He italicized the title of, quote, so are we really going to have to wait until after 2021 for a new name? Are you an idiot? It's not that hard. So let me read this for you. He said, So let's get the obvious out of the way. You may have noticed some news circulating around about the search for a new name. And wow, there was a lot of reaction to my casual off the cuff mention that we could still have the Washington football team name into the 2021 season. He said, if I'm anything, I'm transparent, and I now know that I should never, ever deviate from talking points because I'll say too damn much. And he put a smiley face emoji next to it. He goes, what last week showed me is that a portion of our fan base is eager for a name. You all have filled up my mentions, but that's okay because we invite that input, he put in parentheses. Here are some of the reasons I've heard on why this set of fans is so passionately vocal one you don't like being referred to as quote-unquote football team in games some of you think it is clunky and awkward and when pundits tease it pisses you off and then jason wright says i hear you two we need something to give our organization a jump start The team is in rebuilding process and a new name and a new identity would be galvanizing and exciting for fans. Three, it's not that hard to pick a name. He said this is centered on a belief that the work has already been done for us and that we should just pick one. He said there are some who believe not picking a name shows incompetence, which is disheartening for folks. Before I was hired, the organization announced that there would be a 18 to 24 month process to establish a new brand. And once I joined, I had talked about this being a longer process to ensure substantive engagement with communities. But what I realize is what we need to say that a lot more often and that you also need to hear the reasoning behind that process. He says, folks tend to love or hate the, quote-unquote, football team component of our current moniker. Either way, I think we can continue to educate and push broadcasters and others to refer to us as, quote-unquote, Washington. Because it flows easily, uh, easier during the play-by-play and reminds us that we all still represent this great area. In terms of the organization and getting a jump start, right rights. The president, Jason Wright. "Quote: I would argue we can rally around the fact that we are still Washington, and we are witnessing Coach Rivera establish a new culture on the business side. We have a we have new ways of engaging the public, and he points out this blog. True, uh, you ever think Bruce Allen was going to do this? No. Uh, new content from our media teams, etc. He goes. So our communication should feel different than it did in the past. Absolutely correct." We hope it feels like a more transparent and open way to engage you. Right now, the jumpstart is in these things, and we can embrace that. He said, you, our fan base, are our top priority. And he said, I understand the push by some to quickly pick a name. I say to you, quote, we owe it to this fan base and this franchise to do the hard work. Correct. There's a lot of businessy jargon I could throw at you about market analyses and legal hurdles, but that's not what is important. What it really comes down to is including all of our fan base, past, present, and future, in the process. There are a certain percentage of our fans who are very active online, and we hear you loud and clear. He said, uh, insert fight song remixes and other exuberances here, in parentheses. There's also a large group of our fans who don't regularly participate in our social and digital channels. We need to hear from them, too. So while online polls are an input that we'll use, they're just a small piece of the total picture. Where it gets interesting is after Jason explains all of this stuff, saying, quote, We are not moving slowly, but taking the time to really know you which is an interesting way of saying it, I like. He said, quote, at our current pace, we hope to have chosen a new name, hope to have chosen a new name by the middle of next year. So that would be May, June, July, August. I mean, middle of next year is wide open, right? Subject to interpretation. But, (laughs) but as he correctly points out, For example, let's say we reveal our new name at some point before the beginning of the 2021 season without going through all the detailed design work of a new logo, creating merchandise, clearing the legal hurdles to secure it all. Not only would that make for a trademarking headache... But also it would be embarrassing and chaotic launch to what should be a proud and poignant moment for the franchise. And if I've heard one thing consistently from you, it's that you don't it's that you want a professionalized organization not prone to knee-jerk reactions and making smart business decisions. So basically what Jason is telling you there, and he went on, you can read it again, WashingtonFootball.com. What Jason is telling you right there, in a nutshell, is we hope to have a new name chosen by May, June, July, somewhere in that range. And that's obviously a variable window. But just because they choose a name does not mean that that's going to be the official name then and there of the franchise. They have to choose a name to move forward with so that they can then get all of the trademarking, all of the business elements, the legality protection, all of that. And that is what could take another year, could take six months, could take nine months. We don't know. It could take more than a year. So that's why Jason said last week to Scott Abraham on ABC7, hey, look, we're probably going to be the Washington football team next year too. Because what he's talking about is you go forward with one name and move forward with that one name after presumably you do some of the legal background stuff to make sure that there's nothing that can come up. But then before you officially announce everything and officially make it the team name and moniker and the logo and all of that stuff. Before you do that, you've got to do the legal process, the legal BS, quite honestly. So that's going to take several months, if not maybe up to a year. So yeah, you're looking at a situation where it's unlikely that Washington football team is just a temporary placeholder for this year, that it's likely it's going to be in place all of next year, one, where I guess it could still be the permanent name, although that doesn't seem likely, and where we're looking at the 2022 season, maybe early in 2022 of switching the name, officially, officially, 100%, like forever, the forever name, and they've got to get this right. They've got to get this right. They cannot do a rush job. So that's the update from Jason Wright. All right. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. We'll continue along with uh, what we're going to do is hear from the players at the podium after Sunday's big win over the Dallas Cowboys in the remaining portion uh, of our time because we have a bunch of it. So we want to get to it. So we're going to hear from quarterback Kyle Allen first uh, and then... We will hear from Antonio Gibson, and we'll save the rest for the next episode. So Kyle Allen, Antonio Gibson, you got your news, your notes, your update on the team name, and away we go right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, this football season will be different. And again, Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. As I tell you all the time, usually in a press box, right? Usually watching the game, working, professional, I'm busy at half, all that stuff. I always have my cans of Diet Pepsi right next to me, my arsenal, as I like to call them. Love caffeine, love Diet Pepsi, it's the jam. It keeps me going on game day when I'm exhausted. This Sunday, I am going to have my Diet Pepsi with me, but I'm going to get to do like you guys get to do. I'm going to get to watch the games in the comfort of my own living room, right? So I have my Diet Pepsi, and I have my living room, and the refrigerator's not too far away, so I'm set, and I can watch uh, all the NFL Red Zone and whatever games are on and enjoy and relax and not be buried in my computer. I cannot wait. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers, Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, guys. And once again, I'm Chris Russell here for our friends at rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com. They're the best because they allow you to shop for your car or truck, major or minor, foreign or domestic, right from your own house. You don't have to go anywhere and they deliver it to you. You shop online just like you would anywhere else. It's simple, great merchandise, great choice, great selection, great prices. And you don't have to deal with any pushy salesman trying to sell you something that you don't quite honestly need because either A, they're working on a commission or B, they look better because... The more sales that come into the store, the more they can justify their job and maybe get a promotion, right? Uh, At rockauto.com, you don't have to do that. They're a family owned business, they've been serving you for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all of the auto and body parts you need from hundreds of manufacturers and when you go to rockauto.com and you see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever 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 need at rockauto.com all right. We finish up the locked on a Washington football team podcast with a little bit from Kyle Allen, starting quarterback for the Washington football team after Sunday's 25-3 win over the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Yeah, I think yeah. I think we established the run game early, which was huge for us. You know, it's something that we hadn't really done in previous games and, and come out. And we committed to the run. We established it earlier. Running backs in our O line played so well today, and it just opens up everything else for us. So To get that started, you know, obviously you guys just had Antonio up here. He had a great game, but all the backs ran the ball really well today. The O-line blocked it really well today. And it just opens up everything for us. So that was a huge part of it.
0: And then the other thing is that you guys have been talking about getting chunk plays. You obviously have two big bombs, one to Logan Thomas for 26 yards, the other one to Terry McLaurin for 52. You mentioned the running game helping you out in that regard. How does it help you get those kind of big plays that you guys have been missing earlier in the season?
4: Yeah, it's huge. That's what you need. you got to establish the run game first before – um you're gonna get those shots you know teams gotta they gotta respect the run game to get those shots so you know uh that one to Logan was was huge it was a great catch by him and and then Terry just left the corner today so those shots were huge Just something came in we came into the week we needed we know we needed to have we know we needed to have some explosive plays
0: what was the difference um I guess last game in this game on third downs for you guys
4: you know I mean last game we were really good on third downs we were 8 of 15 over 50 percent and and this game we were too. You know, I think it's, it's really important. It's something that I know I pride myself on is on the third downs. And so um, today we were really good on third down, running the ball and throwing the ball. And it's a huge part of winning games. Hey,
0: Kyle, one, one of the things at the beginning of the year that we thought we were going to see more of the success with the two running back sets looked like there was, that was there today. Has it been – have you seen that? Was that a bigger deal today? If so, why?
4: Yeah, you know, we were banged up at receiver this week, so we knew coming into this game we were going to need to be in more of the 21 personnel set those two back sets. So, um there was a lot put on them this week, you know. They were going to have to play a huge part in this game. And I think it's good for us, you know. We we're going to we're going we're gonna to major in it some and and we're going to major in a lot of different things, but especially this week with the receiver room banged up, it was huge for them to step up.
0: How did they make a difference? Like why did it work?
4: I mean, they they did their jobs, you know. We were banged up a receiver. We had a couple of young guys came up. We we needed to give some slot guys some some rest. And JD is is can play that F position. He can play that slot and he can do a lot of the things that they can do. And we can also build some special things around those packages too. And so they just, I mean, we schemed it up this week. They they did their jobs and they and they really did well. Hey Kyle, go ahead, Matt.
1: Hey, um, it seemed like on the the play before Terry's touchdown, uh, he was kind of. Or him and uh, Trayvon Diggs were kind of jawing at each other or something. I guess, what did you make of that? And then how rewarding was it to, to get a touchdown like immediately after that?
4: Yeah, I mean, they were jawing all game. You know, I think it's just two, two big time competitors. You know, Trayvon Diggs is going to be a good player in this league for a long time. He's, he's a good player, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure it felt great for Terry to, to be talking in the next play, go up and get one.
0: Hey Kyle, when, when you made your first uh, appearance this year, it was your first game since December of the previous year. What different? How difference does it feel for you now, having now had a few games uh, to to get out there? How different does it feel from that first game to where you are now?
4: Yeah, you know, it's it's similar. You know, it's always good. the The first one obviously always knocks off a little bit of the rust, but you know, it's just figuring this team out, figuring who we are. You know, we're we're starting to get a little bit of an identity, and and then I mean, for me coming in here, I just knew, you know, this is a tough year for us. You know, this division's wide open, and we're fighting to to figure out who we are as a team. So. For me, I just wanted to, to go out on the field every week. I get the opportunity to and give it everything I got, fight till the last minute. I mean, you saw that last week in New York. You know, we made some mistakes, but we fought till the last minute. And then, and this week we came out strong, but we were fighting the whole game. You saw those those drives at the end of the fourth quarter where we were running the ball and we were getting first downs, first downs when they knew we were going to run the ball. And so I think that is kind of an testament to to what this team is is trending towards. How well, to
0: step in at to step in at quarterback this season, to have all the turnover at the receiver spot, to have a guy like Terry, in what ways beyond the stat sheet has he helped you?
4: I mean, Terry. I think I challenged Terry earlier in the year to be a leader because he's got he's got it in him. You know, he's a he's a game breaker player, but he also he cares a lot. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good receivers in this league who who don't care as much as Terry does, and you can tell that he wants to be a leader. He he wants to win. He doesn't want to just get his. He wants to win. And so I think Terry has really stepped up just from a leadership position. Like you said, there's a lot of turnover in the receiver room, but he's that steady piece. You know, whoever we got in there in the game, he's going to
2: make sure they're right. You mentioned that identity. What, what is that? How would you describe that identity? You think you, that little bit of identity you think you guys are, are kind of building here?
4: I think, it's, I think it's just the toughness. I think it's a grit, you know? And it starts with our head coach. Our head coach is going through cancer right now. He's getting treatment. He's getting chemo. And then he's showing up the next day at work. He's setting the example for us, you know, and it's it's right in front of our eyes. And and I just want to do my part, and I think everyone on this team wants to do their part too and and transfer that onto the field. And You know, you want to see that toughness. You want to see that grit. You want to see that fight. And there's going to be mistakes made. We're a young team and new coaching staff, but we can overcome those mistakes by fighting hard and, and playing four quarters.
0: Kyle, you mentioned that the division's wide open. But normally when the team is fighting for a division, it's a team that's been around and established and has some, you know, history behind it. You guys are a bunch of young guys around the new coach. So what would it do for you guys to be in a race for the division in the second half of the season?
4: Uh, I mean, I don't want to look forward that much yet. I mean, it's, well, that was week seven. We're two and five going into the bye week. We're blessed to even be in this position at two and five. And so I think us as a team, we're just, we're just taking it one game at a time. And, and trying to figure out our next opponent, you know, our next opponent's New York again, and, and we're going to try and find a way to beat them.
2: Hey, Kyle. Um, do you? We saw another case of your mobility, I think, on a third and nine, I want to say, for plus 11 or plus 12. Do you think some of your mobility and how you use it is, is maybe overlooked by opponents or maybe even underrated as, as a big part of your game?
4: Yeah, I mean, it might be. I don't, I don't know how opponents think of me, but – I know it's it's part of playing the quarterback position, you know, if you if you're able to do it, you need to do it. You know, you saw you saw Andy make a couple plays with his legs today too and and when when it all breaks down in the protection, it's it's your job to make a play, and make something happen. And so it's it's just part of the game.
2: All right, once again that's a portion of Kyle Allen meeting with the media after Sunday's win over the Dallas Cowboys thanks to washingtonfootball.com. And as well, Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch for providing uh, the correct audio on that. Very much appreciate that. Final timeout right here on LOWFT. Good to have you with us. little bit from Antonio Gibson next. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, right back out to the podium following Sunday's 25-3 win for the Washington football team over the Dallas Cowboys, Antonio Gibson. Big day for him, career day, a rushing touchdown, uh, everything that you would want from Antonio Gibson he gave you on a cold and dreary Sunday, but a happy Sunday in the end at FedEx Field.
0: Hey, Antonio, John time ESPN. Um, what has been the difference in your game as you as you've gone on this season? Where do you feel you're better?
5: Um, just learning the game. Uh, you know, starting to get a feel for uh, each and every game. Uh, you know, it's new to me to get this many reps at running back. Uh, so you know, just learning every week, uh, knowing where my blockers are going, so I can you know kind of anticipate where I need to go before the play actually help. I mean, actually, uh, happens uh, helps a lot. Um, so you know, just being patient and trusting my blockers is where I feel like I grew it. Um you know, in the past two weeks.
0: Has it been a, a big change to, you
5: know, Ryan was
0: saying that you're running a lot more inside than you would have when you were in college. Has that been a big change?
5: Um, Definitely. Uh, I was at receiver most of the time, and when I got the ball at running back, it was mostly outside zone. Uh, So it's definitely a new ball game for me. Uh, Get beat up a little bit more, but uh, I could take it. Uh, It's not too much of a, a beating on me. Uh, I usually shake back before the next game day. So, you know, it's just something I got to get used to.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we're the this is obviously your first 100-yard rushing game. What was working so well for you in the running game? And then number two, obviously, there was a lot of offensive pieces missing, but they relied on you very heavily. So what does it mean for you as a rookie to be a centerful part of the offense? So, yeah, I guess.
5: Um, I mean, it just it just shows that, you know, um, you know, they trust in me uh they believe what I can do. So uh, just being able to, um, you know, help out that much, uh, It's kind of a blessing, Uh, you know, with the linemen we got uh, and the running back group that we have, uh, we kept working, Uh, you know, we didn't get down on ourselves, Uh, you know, we just went to the drawing board and said, all right, this is what we need to work on. Uh, We focused on it, Uh, we we gathered up, Uh, we've been having two weeks, uh, I feel like a good practice, which led on to okay games and this game showed out uh, more, Uh, we came up with a W. So I feel like just improving each week is, um, you know, what we do best. As Antonio,
2: it's Chris Russell here. Uh, can you take us through that 40-yard run early in the game? I mean, it had some jet sweep principles, but I don't know if it was exactly that just based on the alignment that I that I remember seeing. Can you just take us through like that whole play from start to finish?
5: Uh, kind of peeked over when I got lined up to see if he was in a, a nine or like a six or a five. Uh, he was in a six, so I knew it was hitting outside. Uh, when I got the outside, kind of got my kid block outside, and then I had my, my the inside block set. So I just hit the hole. And then after that, I was just running the open field. I uh, feel like I kind of made too many moves in the open field. I should have just ran to the right to get in the end zone. But uh, yeah, that was a good explosive play right there.
0: Antonio, speaking of walking us through plays, can you walk us through the touchdown as well? And then was that a little bit of a LeBron jab in that celebration? Uh, People were wondering uh, what the celebration
5: uh, definitely, that was a uh, LeBron James chalk uh, toss uh, at the end, but, uh, you know, my guys got on their blocks, uh, they fit it where they need to uh, fit, um, opened up clearly uh, for me, and I just finished the run, uh, running straight through the end zone, blowing my shoulder at the end, and yeah, you know, LeBron won the championship, so special shout out to him.
4: Antonio, you talked about running backs taking a couple more hits, you had a career high 20 carries today, how do you feel?
5: Uh, I feel good right now. Uh, I know I feel it tomorrow, but as of now, I feel good.
4: <laughs> and uh, – and,
0: and all... go ahead, Scott. Antonio, Scott Abraham, ABC7. I'm curious about uh, last week's decision to go for two for Ron Rovert from Ron. Was that a carryover effect to, into today's game about building confidence, him believing in you guys? Was there any kind of sort of carryover from last game for going for it and going going for this uh, today's game?
5: I wouldn't say because of that play. Um, that just showed us what um, you know his his mindset was, and that, uh, he said it plenty of times that uh, we was playing to win. Um, that was the example of going for two. It didn't work out how we wanted it, uh, but I definitely feel like our energy from last game carried over to this week throughout practice. Uh, we had a great practice, and uh, we showed it on the field today with the offense. Um, you know, helping out the defense and the defense helping out the offense, and also on special teams phase. And uh, we finally all put it put it all together. Uh, and it showed up on the scoreboard.
4: I know it's game plan dependent, and you're going to do what the coaches ask you to do, but when you get a bunch of touches early like you did today, I wonder how does that help your game?
5: Um, just getting a feel for, uh, <clears throat> you know, once you keep doing something over and over, and uh, you know, consistently, uh, you get a feel for it, you get comfortable, uh, you get in the rhythm. So uh, I feel like that's, that's where it helped me out um, there, you know, touching it early and getting in the rhythm.
0: Hey, Antonio, you talked a little bit about the blocking. Could you talk about the offensive lines played today?
5: Um, Outstanding. Uh, We was getting great movement. um, And, you know, it was was basically on us to do our job. Um, They was doing their job up front. uh, We just had to make the right reads, trust the blocks, and, uh, you know, follow through with a great run.
3: We'll take a couple more.
5: Hey, Antonio.
0: obviously uh, you guys get the win today but it's coming after a, a long losing streak what what's been key from your perspective for for Ron Rivera to keep you guys focused and together despite the uh, the losses
5: piling up uh i don't too much feel like it's on him to keep us together uh it has to be on us uh losing is not a fun thing and no sh- nobody should accept it um we didn't accept it um and i'm proud of the team for the, um you know fighting through that uh you know this is just a beginning of a good start uh we got to keep it up and keep up that energy uh you know, get a good bye week, rest up, and um, come out there next week and do the same thing.
0: Antonio, how do you see guys, like, not accepting that? Is there
5: something that your teammates do or just, like, to kind of lift each other up? Or how do you kind of see that manifest? Um, you know, some guys can lose, and, you know, they just act like it's all good, not do anything extra to improve or anything like that. But I continuously see people. Um, in our room and our in our building, you know, work on things extra. Uh, if something's not going right, we go over over and over again, or we add something else that'll help us out. Um, you know, just not accepting it, man, and acting like it's okay. So, uh, you know, doing doing what needs to be done in order for us to win.
2: And that's Antonio Gibson, rookie running back for the Washington Football Team. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. We will have more content to come before we take a little break for the bye week. Again, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading. Uh, thanks to our, all of our sponsors, Pepsi, Rock Auto from yesterday, Built Bar, uh, and Pepsi as well, and everyone in between. We cannot do it without you or with them. Please support our sponsors, and please check out the Locked On NFL podcast, Peacock and Williamson. Uh, along the way, we have so much content and a podcast about each and every one of your favorite NFL teams all available just go check them out all right we are out of here adios if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft
3: coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast